Hi, this is Alex. And this is Ellen. And you're listening to our podcast, Uniquely Portable Magic, where we talk about all things books. This week is kind of a special episode. It's our first ever, like, world wrap-up, right? Mm -hmm. So we've read Shadow and Bone. We've read Six of Crows. We've readed readed (laughs) King of Scars. (laughs) Um, And now we're... But they all take place in the same world. We've talked about it a few times as we've gone through those series. Wow, your English is it's, really on point today. I'm just, I'm just really doing a great job talking today, guys. So don't be too jealous. Um, but it's time to sort of talk about it as a whole. You know, mm-hmm. like it takes place in the same world. Sure, there's maybe a couple years in between each series, but it's all kind of related. Um, and sometimes in a lot more ways than we would have realized at first. So we're going to do a really fun world wrap up, I think is probably a a good name for it. And then we're going to talk about the TV show. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So excited. So excited. So in case you're unfamiliar, uh, first of all, all these series are by Lee Bardugo. Oh, I for- I'm so yeah. sorry. <laughs> I just got too ex- I'm so excited to do this. I've been so excited to do this episode since we sort of had the idea to do this episode. Like, mm-hmm. I'm so excited. <laughs> and the TV show is called Shadow and Bone, and it is on Netflix. Um, so if you're interested in watching it, it is out in its first season which has eight episodes Mm -hmm. so and it's confirmed there will be a second season exactly so as ellen said we are talking about three different series all by lee bardugo all within the great traverse Mm -hmm. so this is your spoiler alert for all of those books as well as the tv show Mm -hmm. because we will be talking about all of them at large yes so if you care about spoilers and haven't read some of them, I don't. I would highly recommend not listening to this episode until you've read all of them yeah. and also seen the TV series. Right. So that just putting that out there. If you don't care about spoilers, just you know, keep listening. I guess. <laughs> <laughs> right. Oh my gosh. Okay. Okay. <laughs> Alex. Yes. I'm so excited. I don't even know where to start because this is sort of like our new. A new thing. I think we should do, oh, I don't know. Should we do, like, books and then TV show? Or, like, TV show and then books? I think we should do books, go through the favorites. Yeah. And then if we That's have anything more to discuss. Too. And then head into I like that. the TV series. Yeah. All right, Alex. So, we have mm-hmm. read seven books in this universe. Do you have one that was your favorite? I do. This one was pretty easy for me, actually. Okay. I'm wondering if you'll know. I think I know what it is. I, I think you know what it is, too. <laughs> <laughs> I think I know what it is, but I'm going to let you say it. Yeah. And then my... if, I'm, if I'm wrong, you'll never know, because I'll be like, same. Oh, uh-huh. <laughs> nice. Way to, way to play to your strengths <laughs> just be like you don't get to know what I was actually thinking no I'll tell so you my... if you're, I'll tell you if, if I had it right or not 
So my favorite book was Six of Crows. Yes, I was right! <laughs> I did get a little bit nervous, though, because I was thinking maybe one of the more Nikolai-y books was going to mm-hmm. win out. Mm-hmm. So Six of Crows was my thought, but then you were like, I think you probably know. And then I was like, she really likes Nikolai. It might have been King of Scars. And so then I was like, oh. But yeah. I, whew. <laughs> yeah. It was definitely my favorite. I loved the characters. Mm-hmm. I loved the character interactions. I loved the different point of views, but all revolving around the same activity all right. the time. So it wasn't like you were hopping to different countries or yeah. you know anything like that. It was all just different perspectives of the same action, mm-hmm. which I don't know that I've actually ever read a full book that pretty much consistently does that versus jumping around. That did feel really really unique. I really enjoyed that aspect Mm -hmm. of it. Um, I really liked how it pulled in, like, the characters that you already kind of knew and the camaraderie and just, like, the the complexity of the heist and, Mm -hmm. like, ugh. Uh, it was it was just amazing and then i just i love nina and matthias so much mm. that i possibly would have said the second book if you could just like cut it off and <laughs> right. say that it the like last the rest of it didn't happen but because you can't do that yeah. therefore six of crows yeah um, is my favorite yeah um, so, this was Were really... Were you able to choose one? I was, and it was really difficult for me, um, because I liked each of these series for very different reasons, hmm. um, and... I, I guess thought, maybe, can you talk about that? Why, like, what you liked about them that was different? Yeah, so, like, I loved the Shadow and Bone trilogy because it was that very, um, gosh, it sounds really bad, but it's, like, that very, like, um, formulaic girl discovers her own power, comes into power, saves the world, right? Mm -hmm. Like, it's a coming, a typical, like, coming of age. And I love that, especially for girls, right? Like, I love that whole idea that a girl can save the world she can even make mistakes and stumble and fall and she can still save the world and I also loved that it wasn't just like yes it was like her but it wasn't just her right like she didn't do it by herself because nobody does anything by themselves right like Mm -hmm. it's the whole it takes a village thing right but like you know nobody gets anywhere without people around them um, so I loved that. I loved the Six of Crows um, duology because of sort of the heists and the um, Ocean's Eleven-y feel to mm-hmm. it, you know? I do um, love the Ocean's movies. I loved their interactions. I loved all of those, like meeting all of those characters. They were so great. Um, and... Um, and I loved the King of Scars duology, mostly just because I loved 
I mean, I loved the the storyline too, but I loved that one so much for the characters. Okay. So, um, it was. I loved the storyline. I was totally hooked by the storyline. It did not take very long for me to get into it at all, and 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 by saying it felt very character growth centric makes it seem like the plot was sort of like forgotten but and it wasn't like she did a great job of pulling that along with it um but it was such a character driven book and I liked getting Mm -hmm. different points of view like in sinking into each of those three characters and learning more about them and um not that other characters didn't have character growth but those two books and that little duology seemed to be like the biggest Mm -hmm. growth sweep so um, that's why I loved each of them for very different reasons. Okay. Um, so it was really difficult for me to, like, pick one. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was like, <laughs> maybe I'll just pick one from each series. And I was like, no, because I already, literally already did that <laughs> in each of our <laughs> series wrap episodes. This is true. <laughs> so I was, like, <laughs> I was like, okay, dummy. Like, <laughs> you can't do that. Um, so I really like forced myself to like sit and I hate picking, you know, cause I always feel bad cause I feel like I'm leaving my little children out in the rain and I don't like picking favorites. I love asking other people their favorites. It's weird. Cause I like making other people pick. You do really enjoy that. <laughs> I yeah. love making other people pick and I hate picking myself. Um, but then my, my answer kind of surprised me. Hmm. Um, do you want to guess what it is? Now I, to... I, I just, I didn't know before, but yeah. now I really don't know. Okay. <laughs> so my favorite, um, oh God, I know I'm even waffling. Oh God. <sighs> okay. I just have to stick with it. My favorite was Crooked Kingdom and it. It's weird because it also is the one that, like, shattered my heart the most. Um, But I think I've also come to realize um, (laughs) that sometimes I enjoy the pain. (laughs) Oh, God. (laughs) Of, like, like, it's just because it's, like, it's kind of like that whole Zoya thing, right? It's the familiarity of that, right? Like, it's, Mm -hmm. I don't know. It's probably not healthy. So you're just like, okay, give me all the books where everyone (laughs) dies after I've gotten super attached to them. (laughs) Just keep them coming. It's not like I cry enough as it is. (laughs) That's not the reason I liked the book. I liked that book because it it was a continuation of the characters that I had come to love from Six of Crows. Um, I liked it because it was a deepening of all of their relationships with each other like individually into little Mm -hmm. like couples but also like as a group and as a unit um and I liked it because not that any of her other books were lacking for surprises because she does a really good job Mm -hmm. sprinkling surprises in wherever the fuck she wants to (laughs) um but it was the most surprising because you don't often see an author killing off a main character. Mm-hmm. And she did. And um, and that's, that's good writing. You know, like, that's, 
like, and does I, do I still feel like it doesn't totally make sense? Absolutely. Do I wish he would have lived? Absolutely, I do. Like, do I wish they would have brought him back? Sure. Like, whatever. Like, that's not the reason I didn't, I love the book. There was just enough else in the book that I loved that it was my favorite. Mm-hmm. The one I was waffling with was King of Scars, <laughs> in case you were wondering. <laughs> okay, yeah, that's the one that I was thinking that would have been your favorite. That one was a very close second. Mm-hmm. Okay. So. I can see that. Yeah. Ooh, should we move on to favorite character? Fuck. Yeah, I mean... <laughs> You thought, let me just tell you, you thought I had a hard time picking favorite book? Yeah. Um, actually, you get, to, again, you get to go first, though. Yeah, this was super easy. So apparently pick, picking favorite book and favorite character for this was super easy for me. Okay. okay. Um, but I don't know if you recall in our last episode when we were doing our series wrap for King of Scars, I was mentioning how I couldn't remember my favorite characters from each book. And if, if I was going to go back and see who I chose mm-hmm. and then assess that and determine right. my favorite character, or if I was just going to say, you know, I don't even care what I said previously. I'm just going to go off of how I'm thinking now. Yeah. Um, but you had said that you think you could remember my favorite character in each book. Oh, shit. Okay. <laughs> I, I didn't even think about going back and preparing for this. Oh, no. Okay. okay. Putting you on the spot. But got- I can't even check the information because I don't know, <laughs> so I don't know if you would be accurate. Or not. I love that you didn't even go back and check. Okay, but I'm nope. gonna I'm gonna go for it though. Okay, so Shadow and Bone mm-hmm. was Mal. That sounds correct. Right. Siege and Storm was Nikolai, and Ruin and Rising was Nikolai. Mm-hmm. So, whew. I think that's correct. So we're going to have to listen to our episodes again. I know. Okay. Um, So let's see. And then Six of Crows, Matthias. And I think he was, was he your favorite in Crooked Kingdom? I thought Inej was my favorite in Oh, you might be right. And then he was your favorite in. in, Yes. In Crooked Kingdom. Mm Mm-hmm. And then it's funny, the ones that we did more recently, I'm now like. So Nikolai was your remember. Nikolai was your favorite in King of Scars. And then I think you might have said Zoya for Rule of Wolves. I think I said all three of them in Rule of Wolves. Okay. And that Zoya was my favorite of the series. Got it. Okay. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> um But still at the very least I passed, I think. Well, that we would have to reevaluate because my memory is terrible. So me saying, "Oh, that sounds right," you know, it doesn't actually hold. No, I think that feels right to me. Is for you is Mal, Nikolai, Nikolai, Inej does sound right for Six of Crows. Matthias was definitely right for Crooked Kingdom. And then yeah, I think Nikolai, and then yeah, all three of them. Yeah, well, this should come as no surprise based on the frequency that Nikolai <laughs> is obviously my favorite character. Yeah. Um, he's just so witty and funny and smart and creative and innovative and, and handsome. handsome. And I love him. <laughs> I think also one of the reasons why I really enjoyed his character 
And not to say that this wasn't the case with other characters, but he just thinks so differently than I do and looks at the world so yeah. with such a different lens. And like I said, he doesn't some of the wear other, glasses. <laughs> that some of the other characters also do. Um, but I just really enjoyed like coming at his perspective basically like through as a reader I had his perspective right yeah like where you can't do that in the real world interacting with people you can understand their perspectives in terms of your interactions but it's not like you can kind of like become them by getting you know their inner thoughts and that kind of thing like you right. do as a reader looking into right 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 a book um, so I really enjoyed that aspect of reading about his character. Yeah, I get it. Yeah. I, mm, I'm not sure who your favorite is. I did, I did make myself I, pick one. I think I'm leaning towards, ooh, no, it's between, oh gosh, it's between two mm-hmm. for me. For sure, but I'm not okay. I'm leaning, and I think I think I got your like your your top, and then you're like almost top. But you yeah. know, we'll we'll see if I'm correct. So this one again was very difficult for me, um, uh-huh. only because I didn't want to have to pick one. I had a very clear two, <laughs> and I didn't want to have to pick between them. Uh-huh. But I take the easy way out all the time, so I'm officially saying. That, um, I don't even want to say it. (laughs) This is is how much I hate having to pick favorites. No, I'm sticking to it. Um, Nina was my favorite. I knew it. Yeah. Um, and then Nikolai was right there. Oh. Who was it going to be? Who did you think my favorite one was? I guess wrong about that, though I should have known with the N and N. (laughs) <laughs> um, I was thinking Alina because she was like hands down your favorite. Can I tell you? She's trilogy. I was because I was trying to think about the whole thing. Actually, I have a, a whole plan that I'm definitely just throwing a wrench into your because I know you didn't have any time to prepare for this. Um, she's. We'll talk more about that later because don't worry. I'm gonna throw a wrench in this. I'll let you start thinking about it now. I'm gonna make you rank all of them. <laughs> Oh no, why did you do this to me now? Because you know how I like change my mind and move yes, things around. Yes, and that's and my favorite part. That's my favorite part is you going back and forth. So that's why I didn't want to tell you ahead of time that I was going to make you oh. do this. Oh, why are you doing this to me? Okay, so Nina was my favorite. That should probably be no surprise to anybody who's listened to any of our episodes since we met her. Um, I just find her endearing and charming and um brave and resilient and um like refreshing and unapologetic and just like herself you know like and i just loved that um and it feels really hard to say because i feel like (laughs) Somehow, Nikolai, the fictional character, can hear me and knows that I didn't pick him and his pride is wounded, um, <laughs> mostly jokingly. Like, he gets it, but, like, uh-huh. um, yeah. So I made myself pick one because I, especially for King of 
scars and rule of wolves, I did not make myself pick anybody. Oh, yeah. You were just like any and all encompassing right. is my answer. <laughs> so I definitely was like, I have to, I have to pick just one. Mm-hmm. Um, so do you want a little bit more time to think about no, this? No, I think, I think we should just dive right in. Okay. Do you have your answer or are you going to do it on the spot too? I'm also going to do it on the spot. I'm just trying to write out all of their names really quick. So just talk about um, something. <laughs> <laughs> wow. Okay. Put the pressure on. Why don't you? Mm-hmm. Um, oh my gosh. Okay. What to talk about? How about, did you have any like big surprises for yourself? Through reading all of these books, or? Um, yeah, I would say that based on my reaction to the first two books that you read, if you read all of these books in chronological order, yeah, that I was very surprised by how much I enjoyed the books, because I really didn't get into them in the first two. So that was very surprising to me. Um... I would say what's also surprising is the fact that what happens in one of the books is seriously making me question whether I want to reread any of them again. Matthias dying really does that to you? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. I know. Like, it's not like I for sure made that decision that I won't be rereading them, but it's really making me question Wow. Whether I want to. You won't to. even like, do the thing you won't even do the thing that I do with with Hamilton and then just like stop <laughs> right before he dies. Right? Yeah, I don't know. Um because I was thinking, oh okay, I could just reread Six of Crows and then I could reread the King of Scars duology. Um But I don't know how that would work because all during Six of Crows, I would just be like, oh my God, you're going to die, you're going to die, you're going to die. And then the beginning of King of Scars is just treacherous. <laughs> it is. It's awful. It's so hard to read. Um, okay. Should we um, do any surprises that you had before? Yeah, I think my biggest surprise, like personally would be how much I loved Zoya by the end of all of the books. Mm-hmm. That's, um, I guess, same. I didn't think about that, but yes. Because I was already starting to like her when we see a little bit more of her in Ruin mm-hmm. and Rising. Um, but even then, I didn't, I don't think, even if you would have told me then, as I started liking her more, like, if you, if you would have been, like, um... You're gonna love her by the end of this world series, right? I would have, I would have been like, mm-hmm, okay, sure, mm, sure. Uh, <laughs> you, you're wrong, but sure. <laughs> um, and then, um, it just that was just really surprising to me. Um, and then like book wise, I mean, just a lot of the things, basically that have happened by the end of the series, right? Like. Matthias being dead. I'd be so surprised. Um, looking at Zoya being the dragon, you know, and, and queen mm-hmm. of Ravka. Like, I would have been like, what the 
fuck is going on? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, like just sort of those things. Yeah. Um, for me, I think. Okay. Yeah, I can see that for sure. Especially, yeah, with Zoya. I, that's definitely something that applies to me as well. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. So, okay. I just literally just counted how many names I have and I just wanted to, and then I forgot to remember the number. <laughs> okay. 10. So we're Is ranking that... 10 characters. Okay. So you have 10 okay. spots. Okay. I don't know where to start with your. Okay. <laughs> I was like, what are you waiting for? <laughs> okay, um, Mal. So I'm going to say this as a caveat that as soon as you asked me to prepare, I like kind of figured out my top six right away. Perfect. But now I don't, I don't fully remember, so it might take <laughs> me a hot second. Okay. Um, Mal is number three. Three. Oh, oh interesting. Okay. Yes. Um, Inej. Okay, hold on a second. How did I have this? Um, six. Okay. <clears throat> Excuse me, I'm just choking on my own saliva over here. I bet that sounds really good into the <laughs> microphone. I'm so sorry, everybody. Um, Nikolai? One. Yeah. Duh. <laughs> I was going to say that one for last, but I'm like, everybody knows what it is. We can just get it over with. Mm-hmm. Um, okay, we can do another easy one. Matthias? Two. Okay. Duh. <laughs> um, Zoya? Five. Okay. Mm-hmm. Jesper? Ooh. Um, probably seven. Okay. Alina. Eight. Shit. Alex hates her. No, just kidding. <laughs> <laughs> um, Nina. Four. Okay. Wylan. See, here's the thing. Is I only have two spots left. Do I like Kaz better or do I like Wyland better? Mm. Um, I think I'm going to say Wyland is nine. And Kaz is ten. Interesting. Okay. Yeah, so it was, if we wa- walk down, it's Nikolai. One. Two. One, Nikolai. Two. Two, Matthias. Three, Mal. Four, Nina. Five, Zoya. Six, Inej. Seven, Jesper. Eight, Alina. Nine, Wylan. Ten, Kaz. Okay. Okay. Mm-hmm. All right. Now it's so. your turn. So I'm surprised. I think because you gave me that second to think about it, mm-hmm. I didn't have to do I know. I didn't want to, like, I wanted to blindside you a little bit, but I didn't want to, like, fully blindside you. Mm-hmm. mm-hmm. Okay. So... One. Oh, you've already figured this out? Oh, yeah. One, Nina. Two, 
Nikolai. Very easy. Yes. Three, Alina. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Four, Jesper. None of this surprises me so far. Five, Matthias. Oh, okay. Six, Inej. Seven, Zoya. Eight, Kaz. Nine, Mal. And ten, Wylan. Mmm. Okay. Do you need me to explain any of those things? Um... No, I think those make sense based on <laughs> based on what we've talked about with all of the okay. books prior to this. Yeah. Okay. And I, I would that. like to clarify that just because Mal and Wyland are at the end doesn't mean I hate them. It just means I like them less than the other people above them. Mm. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Um, also, you'd appreciate this. I had a thought. I wanted to write it down. When I do that, I, like, grab my phone and get the reminders and type it in. Oh, sure. So, as we're speaking, I have my phone in front of me, and I'm FaceTiming Ellen. And what do I do? I have the thought that I need to write it down. So, I start looking around for where my phone <laughs> is, and it's right in front And lo of and behold, face. it's right in front of your face? Yes. Um, that's so funny. So, that's really fine. And it sucks because I wanted to include, like... Tamar and Tolia and like other people but like I just didn't feel like we get we get some time with them of course but I just didn't feel like we get enough time with them to include them in our um mm -hmm. list plus 10 is a nice solid number this is true so you said that you're really waffling about whether or not you would reread these books mm -hmm. Unsurprisingly, Ellen would definitely reread these books. <laughs> um, yeah, says no one that they're surprised. Right. But the big thing, like, for me was that it's not, um, it's, especially now that I've read all of it, to, like, go back and see, how, like, you know, see if there were little nuggets that she, did she drop nuggets in? Did she not have a plan for how this was going to end when she started the first three books? You know, like, mm -hmm. um. Just, like, get little, you know, I like those little nuggets that may or may not be in there. Um, so, yeah, unsurprisingly, I, I will reread them. Nice. Um, Is there anything else that you wanted to talk I about? I do. I have one okay. last thing. Uh -huh. So, we obviously talk about this in the series. And maybe this doesn't change anything because we're talking about the whole world. But do you think there's any characters that would be most surprised to see where they are, or where they end up based on from when you first meet them. Hmm. I'm trying to think if this is any different as we look at all of them combined versus right. how we were looking at them, like series start to series finish. I feel, um, like, there's a, I feel like there's a couple... But I think I think there's one for me that stands out the most. Okay. Well, I think about this a little bit more. Why don't you? So I think mine is Zoya. My biggest one is Zoya. Um, mm. 
Because if you would have told Zoya from book one. Right. That, like, from Shadow and Bone. Right. When neither of us liked her. <laughs> that she would no longer be following the Darkling. That the Darkling betrayed all of the Grisha. That he murdered her. I mean, not like, like, he killed them, yes. But not like standing in front of them killed them. But like. Just because they mm-hmm. were there. He killed her aunt. Um, that she would have joined Alina's side. That she would have fought against him. That she would then have become the, like taken his role with the Grisha, basically. Um, and then become queen of Ravka. <laughs> I think she would have been like... What the actual fuck are you mm-hmm. <laughs> talking about? Because she was very dedicated to him at the big, like even she ad- admits it, right? Like how yeah. dedicated she was to him and how she probably would have kept following him if he hadn't killed her aunt, you know, like, mm-hmm. um, so, um, I think, I think that's probably the biggest surprise. And then, um, I did have a secondary one, but maybe if you've thought of somebody, it might be my secondary one. Okay. So. Um, definitely agree with the Zoya assessment. The other one that came to mind for me was Inej. Oh, interesting. Um, okay, sure. Yeah, in terms of, you know, being in Kirch, indebted to... Kaz and the Crows because she's in he, she's in or Ketterdam sorry yeah. which is isn't that part of Kirk? no I think no Kirch, the Kirch are different than Ketterdam yeah I think so oh whoops fuck okay. now I don't remember because <laughs> then there's also the like the Kalish oh shoot but I can't remember no I think I think Kirch is Ketterdam I think you were right Okay. But I don't, I don't Anyways, know. I don't know. For sure, Ketterdam. For <laughs> sure, they're in Ketterdam. Right, exactly. Um, and she is indebted to this gang, is part of this gang, because they got her out of a brothel, to becoming a captain of a ship taking down slavers, mm-hmm. notable enough to go to the coronation of Ravka's queen right and yeah. and having that be a part suli queen yeah uh i think that's extremely surprising and she would not have seen that coming especially since the idea of like tracking down slavers wasn't even in her mind's eye you right. know for a while she couldn't figure out what like her life purpose was yeah absolutely so. Mm-hmm. That's a good one. I did not think about that. Um, I'll tell you who is not surprised one bit about where they ended up. Kaz. <laughs> he knew the entire time every single step that was being taken by every single person. In not even, vicinity. no, no, not even that. Like maybe the way that he got there might be like he might have little moments of like, oh, okay. But like, we all know that he had no doubt in his mind that by the end of, you know, his life, not that he's dead, but like mm-hmm. by the end of his time, he would be ruling the barrel and lo and behold, that's what he's doing. You know, like, um, 
Right. Like, he's one of those people who has a very large goal <laughs> and sets out to attain it and just gets it. Yeah. Oh, the pups. <laughs> yeah. Sorry. No, maybe not sorry. I'm... The dogs are... They probably saw something in the backyard, and so they're barking, and probably they'll be quiet soon. <laughs> um... Or they'll just keep barking. I don't know. Mm. Um, what? You don't have any control over the animals? Interesting. <laughs> um, my second thought was Nina. Because if you would have told Nina... Oh. Actually, I have another... Th- oh, okay. Well, Sam, now I'm just spiraling. But Nina was my next thought. Mm-hmm. Because when we meet her, right, she's working in Ketterdam trying to figure out a way to get Matthias out of jail. Right. Though technically we know that she was one of the children who was yeah. ferreted not to like, Karimzin. Yeah. Um, and not like, and I realize not like child, child, like young teen. Right. But like still, I mean, child, yes. But not like, I feel like when people think child, they think like 10 and younger, you know, like. Right. Which you know, 13 or 14 year old is still a child uh-huh. just, just in case anybody needed any refreshers. Um, they're just older children. Um, so, um, but like she's working there. She's not sure if she's ever going to see any of her people, you know, her Ravkin people again, if she's ever going to get back to Ravka. Um, and she's trying to figure out a way to get Matthias out of jail. And so if we look at her there, and then at the end of the book, <laughs> as the future queen of Fjorda, <laughs> you know, married or getting married or it betrothed, I don't know what their relationship status was. Mm-hmm. I mean, they were together, but I don't know what, you know, but like with some, with Jarl Broom's daughter... Uh-huh. Masquerading as the Prince of Fierda. <laughs> like, she would have been like, what kind of alcohol have you been drinking? And how much of it have you been drinking? And like, and not only that, but like, she got Matthias out of jail. Like, they worked through their problems. They, they were they happy. They fell in love. They fell in, I mean, or more in love, right? Like, because they were already well, on but their like, way there. But yeah, like, but I don't think either of them knew that like, it like, I think they... Suspected? Suspected. <laughs> yeah. Maybe had some inklings. Right. But... but, like, I mean, they were already falling in love. They hadn't, you know, proclaimed it or whatever. But, like, they proclaimed their love for each other. They were in love. They were happy. They were together. That he fucking dies. <laughs> like, all of those... Like, I think she would have been like, okay, you're clearly crazy. Right. Um, And then my last one that just kind of popped to me is actually Alina. Um, because I don't, while I don't think the fact that she is living a life of quiet and peace would be surprising to her, mm-hmm. I think the biggest thing to her that would be surprising is that she and Mal are married. Mm-hmm. Because she loved him so much and he didn't pay any attention to her mm-hmm. for the longest time. Yeah. Um, side note, that's why he's so low on my list is not so much that part of it. Cause like young teenage boys, like 
young teenagers, actually just period, not even just boys, are kind of oblivious. Like it's just part of being a teenager. You don't know how things are working. You know, if no one spells things out for you, that's fine. But like the part that really knocks him down in my book is how he treats her after she's got her power and she's Mm -hmm. trying her best and he's just like yeah fuck you i don't like you that you have power but then goes and sleeps with zoya who has power like mm, yeah Mm -hmm. mm, whatever but i digress i still like him i just that's what knocked him farther down in my list i see um but like i think if you would have told her at the beginning of book one that she would be married and happy with Mal running the orphanage where they were raised, she would be like, what? Mm -hmm. (laughs) Like, I think even more than the fact that she had been a saint and she had all this power and then she like, like lost it and all that, that would be not like, it would be surprising. But I think the biggest surprise to her would be that Mal loved her back. Yeah. Yeah. Uh Uh-huh. All right. So Alex Isaacson, do you have anything else to say about, these seven books. No, other than I have so many things to say about the TV show. Okay, I do too, but I have to tell you the funniest, the funniest thing that happened when I was watching this show. Okay. So it's episode like two or three when they finally say her name out loud. Not Alina. I'll tell you who in a second. And I literally went, What? And I paused the show and I was like, are you fucking kidding me? They, her name is Jenya? Oh, yeah. Uh-huh. uh-huh. I was like, what? I was so sure that I was saying her name properly. Mm-hmm. And they finally say her first name. And I was like, I literally was like, it's Jenya? <laughs> I, was, I was like, I... First of all, I don't like it as much as Genya. (laughs) Neither do I, yeah. Um, But it's like the whole GIF GIF situation, right? Mm. It's Genya. I was like, are you kidding me? I know. Yeah, so (sighs) I actually had a lot of trouble getting into the TV show. I, I think it was halfway through like legitimately halfway through episode five is when I finally was able to sink in and actually enjoy watching the entirety of the episode instead of being like either there's something wrong or this is moving too slowly okay because there were just so many things that didn't align with what we read Mm -hmm. that I was just constantly like wait, no, that's not what happens, or that's not the right person to do this, or, you know, like, Alina isn't half shoe. Like, are you not introducing the twins then? Like, what does that mean? So I actually, that's interesting that you bring that part up, because I read um, an interview with Lee Bardugo, and they were talking about her choice to make her half shoe. And she was talking about when she first started writing the series, she fell into sort of this trap, not trap, but she fell into the same patterns as people who have written um, uh, fantasy books for so long is that she made all of her characters white. 
and she didn't like that she had done that. Mm-hmm. So she wanted to add more diversity to it. And she thought that that was a small enough way that she could do that, that it wouldn't, because it doesn't change the storyline really, except for it just adds a different layer to the pain that she suffered as a child. Interesting. Like, okay. And, and so it was just a way for her to acknowledge that she had made a mistake in making so many of her characters white. Okay. I like that. Something more exciting seems to be happening. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's probably a bunny or a squirrel or a bird. Right? Oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. Um, so I, I thought that was very interesting. And I liked that she sort of just flat out was like, that was a change that I made because I wanted to sort of fix an error that I had made in my early writing career. Cool. I like that a lot. Yeah. Um, so while we're on this topic, can we talk about the characters and the actors and yeah. how we thought like they were portrayed? Yeah. In- yeah, absolutely. Yeah. I had a lot of trepidation going into it because I we had looked or I had looked up the whole cast and then sent mm-hmm. you pictures of them. Yeah. And there were some that I was like, seems great, like seems like a perfect fit. Um, and there were some that I was really nervous about and I was very pleasantly surprised that by the end of, it didn't take me as long to sink into it as you did. And I think I, well, I, it's, it's, we can talk about that in a minute, but by the end of probably the third or fourth episode, I was pretty much sold on everybody who was playing who they were playing. Wow. Okay. Um, and I could understand why they were, at the very least, picked for their roles. Interesting. Yeah. So I think the character that was best embodied both in the actor himself, the the way that he acted like in his role, as well as how his role was written, was Jesper. Like, that was just mm-hmm. so spot I loved him. on for me. He was me. so good. Um, I was like, this is right. Mm-hmm. Everyone else, I didn't really have that same level of, like, rightness and connection. Okay. Um, I'm trying to think. For some reason, Kaz just, like, didn't do it for me wasn't how he looked physically he was one of the ones that almost right away I was like okay I get it interesting um there I mean and yes this is hard to portray in a movie I think but you just he wasn't portrayed the same way and you couldn't see like all of the different things and the cogs turning and everything that he yes, was that would be very difficult you know to... <laughs> managing and that kind of thing like they unless did unless he it... was unless he was narrating out loud his whole plan <laughs> yes exactly i mean they tried to do it yeah um but i think that was just like such a critical aspect of mm-hmm. his though maybe in the second season, we'll see more of him and that will be different. I don't know. Yeah. So one of the things that I appreciated about this show was that 
Um, I really enjoyed the Shadow and Bone trilogy, but I know that by far of those of the first two series that she wrote, Six of Crows is the one that people like more unanimously, right? Most often people are like, yeah, read Shadow and Bone because it's got important information, but it's the Six of Crows. That's the one that like, right? And so what I think that this show did really well is they, or Lee herself too, because she, I think, had a good chunk of say in it. Like she was even in an episode. Um, oh. she. So it's right after Alina is presented to the king and she turns around and starts getting hugged by the other Grisha. The first Grisha that hugs her is Lee Bardugo. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Okay, cool. Which like also as somebody who like, I knew that as I watched it, but I'm like, imagine getting to be the author and getting to like hug your main character. Like, oh my God, I bet that was so amazing for her. Like more than, I mean, I'm sure she loved seeing all of it played out, but like getting to hug your main character, like that's amazing. Um, so, um, shit, what was I saying? (laughs) Um, what were you saying? Oh, I think what they acknowledged was that the show was not going to be successful if it was just Shadow and Bone, that they had to bring in the Six of Crows characters early enough that people had time to... Like, that they got to see them, but then also were getting the shadow and bone stuff. And then I also think that the other thing that I thought that they did really well is acknowledging that in some spots, shadow and bone, especially the first book, drags a little bit, right? Like, and so what they did, I think, is they changed the things that needed to be more interesting. And they added some backstory that was going to help and added backstory in a way that it meant that they didn't have to show it later and they could focus on other things later. Mm-hmm. Right. So like, right. But they also like completely just made stuff up that wasn't there. Like <laughs> Kaz and Jesper and Inej going to Ravka know, to I try to you? get Alina was completely. Totally. Know, totally. But that's okay. Cause guess what? The books were made up. that's true yeah you know like what it did for me though is i initially thought that that meant that there was going to be no um like ice court heist that Mm. like this was their heist that we wouldn't get introduced to any of the other characters oh but then you do because you get introduced to nina and matthias later and everything um Oh. So at first that threw me. I was like, oh my God. So they completely changed the heist so that it would better overlap oh. with. So you thought Shadow it was going Bone. to be. Okay. I get it. Yeah. Um, I thought it was. At first I thought it was going to be like Shadow and Bones happening. Ice Court heist is happening like at the same time. But then as soon as I realized that they were doing like backstory, I was like, great, cool. We're making up some fun new backstory. I get to see these characters that I love yeah. sooner. I'm just not sure now that they've added in the Six of Crows crew mm-hmm. during this first season, what's going to happen in the second season. Yeah. I imagine, I have no idea, but like maybe it'll just be either bumping up, maybe they will then bump up the ice court 
heist or maybe it'll be something else. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. I will say that it does make more sense for why Alina and Mal ended up in Ketterdam. Mm-hmm. Versus, like, at the end of the first book, is that's, you know, they end up going there anyways. Right. But it makes more sense with the way that the TV right. show did it. Um, what I loved so much about this show, though, is that they gave Inej the opportunity to actually meet the Sun Saint and, like, see her do her magic. And, like, oh, okay. I loved that so much that they were able to, like, that she got, because we know how religious she is and how much the saints mean to her. And so I loved that they gave her that opportunity to, like, meet Alina, like, it actually, mm-hmm. versus in the book where she's like, wait, does that lady have white hair? And Zoya's like, ah, don't look at her. <laughs> you know, like, I liked that she actually got a chance to meet this, this hero mm-hmm. of hers. Um, but like, can I just tell you though, clearly the breakout star of the show was that adorable little goat. Oh my God. I love Oh my so God. Much. That was so freaking funny. I was like, why do they need a goat? Like, this makes absolutely no sense. Is this goat going to be food for the Volcra? Like, is it going to be like a, a decoy that's thrown out of the train so that no, the Volcra, just like, attack the goat? The goat. And, but no, it was for Jesper to keep him calm. His just, emotional support animal. His oh emotional gosh. support goat. I know. Yes. I cracked up so hard. Um... Okay, but I wanted to... Okay, so you said that you thought Jesper was perfectly cast, and I agree. I think he was fantastic. He was witty. He was quick. He was... It sounds awful. He was stringy, like, but no, he was, like, tall and thin, like I pictured yeah. him being. Um, But I also thought that they did a fantastic job casting the Darkling. I think Ben Barnes did a great job as the Darkling. It doesn't hurt that I already thought he was very attractive. Um, But can I tell you, this show, this first season, you know, the first few episodes, it was so heartbreaking because it reminded me of how much I liked the Darkling in the beginning of the first book, right? Like, it's so hard because he does. He seems like such a great character and you're like oh my god I love what he's trying to do I love what he's like saying and like it just broke my heart all over again because of course he's not a good guy <laughs> uh, in fact he's quite evil <laughs> yeah um and it just broke my heart that's very true. all over again one character that I definitely had a bit of a problem with was Bagra. I did not picture her like that at all. Um, And so even though I probably should have, because since they're so long lived, like it's not like she was this like completely hunched over, could barely move around old woman. But that's kind of how I I pictured her as not having a bunch of mobility, um, being much older looking than the actor is, um, 
Yeah. So that that one was difficult for me. Okay. Um, what this show kind of made me realize was that I they've 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 spotted another critter mm-hmm. in the backyard. Um, it's so funny because they have very specific barks for when they see something in the backyard that they want to eat. I think. Uh, it gets very high pitched and almost whiny because they're like, I want whatever it is. <laughs> I want that bunny or bird or whatever. Mm-hmm. Um, um, this the show did reinforce for me that at least for me, I know it's a big deal breaker for other people. Um, I don't. I, of course, would prefer if the characters looked like how I had pictured them in my head. But it doesn't matter to me as much as good acting. And I didn't I didn't feel like any of the characters or actors were bad actors. Like, I didn't have any moments, like, not to name names, but Twilight. I didn't have, <laughs> I didn't have any moments of, like, oh, we're going to call that acting? Okay. Like, you know, like, I thought they all did, at the very least, a good job. You know, like, mm-hmm. um, I definitely thought there were some that did better than others, but there was also some that we had more time with than others. Um, but it helped sort of reinforce for me that as long as we've got quality actors, that matters more to me than them looking exactly how I pictured them. Yeah. I would agree with that, though it's not just about how they look. For me, I think part of it is like the acting and writing out of the character as well as, you know, what happens. So for me, right away when you see that Mal is fighting in the first army camps, I was like, no, 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 that's not right. Like he doesn't start fighting until, what is it, book two? Because well, that he's we know of, angsty we don't, and but that's the thing is the, that we know of. Maybe oh, that's he, true. That's you know, true. just because it wasn't mentioned in book one doesn't mean he wasn't doing it. You know. Yeah. Well, okay. Am I misremembering? Because I don't recall Mal being like a weak child and Alina protecting him. Yeah, I don't remember that part either from the book. So that also kind of threw me to, um, because it was her. She was always like the weak and sick one. Yeah, who I don't. He I didn't... kind of supported. Right. But it's, yeah. So that also was a little bit of like, uh, <laughs> I mean, out outside of those things, I I enjoyed his character. Um, but that threw me for a bit of a loop, both of those. Can we just really quick? It feels really weird spending this much time about it. But, like, really quick. In that scene where they found out that she's the sun summoner, she's in the carriage, and she gets yanked out by the Fjordans, and she's about to get killed, and then the Darkling appears. That part where he got off the horse, that was so smooth. Did you see that? That I was don't think so I cool. It. I rewound it like three times to watch it. So what's happening in the scene 
I, Alex, you watch this, but I'm going to describe it to you in detail. Okay. So <laughs> she's like about to get killed by this Fyrdin. Right. The Darkling comes riding in on his horse and his horse is like running and he kicks his leg over the front of the horse and literally like steps down out of the saddle. And it's so cool. And like, I don't know how real world um, accurate that would be because like I'm trying to think of all the times that I've ridden a horse that's been running. And I'm like, I mean, yes, I'm a clumsy person, but I don't think even a non-clumsy person could do exactly what he was doing. But of course it's magic and you know, right. There's that, but it looked so cool that I watched it like three times. I was like, Whoa. Oh my God. Whoa. That's awesome. <laughs> um, I loved the guy who played David. Um, I thought he was wonderfully awkward and, um, uh, that was heartbreaking. Like literally the minute they were like, this is David. I was like, <laughs> Oh, I know. <laughs> and then, and then later, like when they met Matthias, I was like, God damn it. Like, <laughs> I had also kind of been like hoping that I wouldn't like the actor that played Matthias or I wouldn't like the actress who played Nina so that that part that I know is inevitably coming wouldn't hurt as bad. I really I, liked them. I loved them both. And I was like, no, I know. I know. <laughs> I even have a note here though. And I was like, and it literally says Matthias and Nina forever. And then it was like, dot, dot, dot. Sorry, Hannah. Cause I do. I love Nina and Hannah together, but like, Matthias and Nina are my OTP, right? Like, mm-hmm. yeah, I'm wondering how much of all of the books they're actually going to use versus changing things or only introducing parts of the plot. Mm. Maybe they won't kill Matthias. <laughs> hey, I'd be fine with that. Alex is like, can I tell you? Alex is like, if you did that, this would be my favorite TV show. <laughs> yep. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> Um, yeah, because I just, I wonder, because there's so much complexity and the fact that they're kind of combining multiple series into one show. Yeah. Through, and possibly shifting timelines, how much they'll be able to do. Yeah, it'll be interesting. I'm excited to see where it goes. I'm, I think, I'm, I'm pretty excited. Um, Yeah. Um, I... I Oh, God. sorry. Go ahead. I was just gonna say, I loved when Alina climbed into her own abduction carriage. Oh my God, that was great! <laughs> and I loved when Kaz and Inej got back to Jesper, and they were like, "We lost her. We have no idea where she is. We're never gonna find her." And Jesper's like, "Well, actually, I know." Oh, I thought that was so funny. Like, <laughs> that was fantastic. Uh, another thing I think you'll enjoy, yes, is the first time. Actually, basically every single time that we saw the stag, I was like, those antlers are insane. How mm-hmm. are they supposed to fit around her like a collar? Like, that's Did you think she was going to wear the whole thing? <laughs> that's what that's what I didn't even think, oh, you're just going to cut off sections of it and then make it a collar. No, I was like, how the, how the heck? That doesn't, that's not going to work. Like... As a side note, though, okay, in the book, it's described as a necklace, right? Oh, God, that, that freaked me out so much. Like, the whole thing of putting it into his hand, like, that wasn't part of it, sinking it into her skin. I know, I was Mm. like, I did, I did understand why they did the sinking it into her skin once we got to the last episode, 
And then, because, like, she when she realized that she could control it because it had been, and then it became part of her, like, that, like, when it fully sank into her, like, body. Oh, yeah. That's when I realized, okay, that's why they did it that way. Because it was to help show what they can't show inside her head because it's not mm. a book anymore. Mm-hmm. Like, so I knew. But until that point, I was like, no, no, it's supposed to be a necklace. What the heck is going on here? Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, yeah. And can I, the one thing that, um, like, I had already already liked him as Kaz, but the part that really got me... <laughs> And I was like, okay, I get it. I for I'm t- I'm I was mostly on board already. I'm totally on board now. Is when he's fighting the Inferni in the um, chapel, <laughs> and he smashes the shit out of his hand, and he like bashes him over the head with the pedestal or whatever, and it was just so ruthless. And he didn't even fl- like the actor like just like didn't even flinch. And I was like, ah, there's Cass. Hey, hey, sir. <laughs> <laughs> Got it. It's like that time. Remember when you were having a conversation with someone and then you were like, fruit, fruit, eyeball. Like, I got it. Like, like, (laughs) okay. um, Okay. Like that was the part that I was, I was at that point. I was like, yep. mm -hmm, Got it. Um, Okay. Yeah. So I I also thought it was interesting that um, we found out about Zoya's aunt in this one, like Mm -hmm. that she mentioned it. Um, yeah, and actually, the change in his reasoning for um, expanding the fold where he did. Yeah. Like, that added layer of that, like, first army general wanting right. to fight for independence. And then yeah. adding that to the conductor's, you know, reasoning. And then yeah. instead of just, like, his reasoning being I did, I did as an example. Like, there, yeah. that was true, but there was, like, that added layer. Yeah, that and I liked, and I liked that because I feel, felt like it expanded on, like, it made it make more sense mm-hmm. um, as to why he was doing that. You know, because mm-hmm. there were already, like, in the books, it, of course, talked about how West Ravka wanted to be its own thing. Right. So, like, it wasn't that much of a stretch for that to also be a reason that he wanted to display his strength right. and also get the opportunity to kill this this general. Yeah, and I do like that we get to know that information about Zoya's aunt sooner. I do too. Um, and it's actually really yeah. funny because my note is like, <laughs> it was, so we got to find out about Zoya's aunt early. And then I was like, huh, I wonder if that means she'll be joining Alina sooner. And then literally like, not even five minutes afterwards, she was like fighting for them and trying to save Alina. And I was like, I guess that's a yes. <laughs> I was like, apparently, yes, that's correct. Um, yeah. So I thought that was really funny. I I wonder if for the second season, because they introduced Kaz, Inej, and Jesper this early on in the TV series, and they've already like interacted with Alina and Mal... Yeah. If they're going to become, like, the crew of that Alina and Mal end up with instead in, of, like, like, the second book, instead of um, all of the other Grisha, or they're going to be part of it or something, uh, yeah. I don't know. I don't, think, I don't think that that's going to be instead, because we don't... There's no way that Lee Bardugo is going to make a TV show about this book and not include Nikolai. Like, I think Nikolai has already been included. 
because did you pick up that mention of someone having like flying ships that like go over the fold when Kaz is trying to figure out how to get through the fold and so they're like talking no, to I all of those people to try that. to get information I know I remember that part and so and I that I think that's when that was mentioned and I was like oh, is that Sturmhund like is that is that Nikolai alert yeah. alert like is I mean, Nikolai here at, at that point in time it would have been him yeah mm-hmm. um but that's the thing is like Nikolai is a fan favorite by far like she's not gonna make this show and not make a Nikolai so and there's not really an I mean you, there's a way to do it but there's not really a Nikolai without at least Tolia and um Tamar you know because they're you know like so I just I don't I don't see them replacing them I do see maybe an opportunity for them to join them um okay. I I did have a point though when <laughs> when Nina was on the boat and then they were getting on the boat. But, like, there was that first part where they're getting on right as she, like, walks past. And I was like, that is going to be so MNF and funny if they're on this same boat and they don't, like, meet each other. And then, of course, they did a, a smidge. But, like, um, <laughs> I also love the part where they're like, we're going to need a heart render. And Nina in the background is like, oh. <laughs> right? I, I also <laughs> like that that's how their characters meet. And how she's added to their group. Yeah. Instead mm-hmm. of in the books, like you, you they know already know that her. they've are yeah they have yeah. those established connections already, but we yeah. get to see the connections being made. Yeah, mm-hmm. absolutely. Um, I think I'm gonna watch it again because I feel like I missed a lot. Um, one because in case you can't tell, these dogs that I'm dog sitting for, I love them to pieces, but. Anything that moves outside and they're like, oh my gosh, hi. <laughs> um, so there's that. And then um, I, th- I found some of it really quiet. And then instead of, you know, turning it up or turning on subtitles, I just like powered through it. So. <laughs> oh, yeah. I was constantly changing the volume. Yeah. So sure. I think I have to, I'm definitely going to go back and rewatch it. Will you rewatch it? Probably not. Oh. No, I don't think wow. so. Um, I don't know. There were a lot of parts where it just felt very slow. Interesting. Um, and I don't know if it was just because I was impatient to get to parts that I knew were supposed to be happening. Mm-hmm. And if I hadn't read the series and just watched it, like I would have appreciated the level of detail and background and just like the things yeah. that were happening that were important, but you know, weren't so action oriented Yeah. or if I still would have felt that way. Um, I think for me, I often, I barely ever go into a movie or TV show based off of a book expecting it to be like the book. I I'm know. Just, I have, I have trouble separating them. I, really I have, do. I have just learned that, while sometimes it'll be much closer to the books, it's never going to be exactly the same and they won't be able to capture it exactly the same way. So I always go into it looking at it as like two separate entities, right? Mm -hmm. Like, so that I think is a little bit of a bonus on my end. Um, And I totally understand why people struggle with it. Because of course, yes, of course, would I rather it be like 
a ridiculously long mini series with every like single detail from the book in the show? Absolutely, I would. But mm-hmm. like, it's just not plausible. Yeah, I'm wondering if this is different for me too because I'm just thinking of other book series, movie, TV show adaptions that yeah. or adaptations that I have liked and haven't had as much trouble with. And the ones yeah. that come to mind for me are Hunger Games, Outlander, Game of Thrones. Mm-hmm. And not that I didn't have like small issues with things. Yeah. Um, but I think part of it is that I went back and forth between watching and reading. So it wasn't like I read all the books and then watched the show or the movie. Um, it just based on the timing of like shows coming out or movies coming out, okay. I would read something, then watch something, then read something, then watch something and like that kind of thing. Okay. So I wonder if that is playing into well, also how I'm reacting is like I know everything that's supposed to happen yeah. versus just knowing some stuff. So sure. like the expectations I also just, aren't there. I also just wonder if you didn't like the first book very much. That's true. I didn't. The first two were like meh for me and yeah. that's kind of the majority of this season. So that's yeah. definitely possible. I was thinking about that too. Um, so are you excited for season two? Um, I'm intrigued. <laughs> just because I want to know how they're going to do like are they going to try to change timelines are like what are they or are they not going yeah. to include like is there some are there some aspects of the plot that are too complex um that is why I want to watch the next season okay. is because of that without that I honestly I don't know if I would watch it Um, Okay. I mean, I think it was pretty good. I think for people who hadn't read the books, it's probably a great standalone series. Mm -hmm. Um, But and and maybe it does relate to like the the books that it the book that it focuses around that I just didn't connect with it as well. Yeah, I was was thinking that because I've seen like I'll lead up who read the books and they were like I I still enjoyed it. I thought they mixed it well, you know. I, I'm also one of those people, in case you couldn't tell. Yeah, so it could be that as we get further in, as I started liking the books more, I'll also yeah. start liking the TV show more. I don't right. I don't know. I'll have to see. Um, well, I'm excited. I hope you get at least a little more excited. Mm-hmm. Um, do you have anything else to say? Um, I don't think so. Yeah. I mean... I Were think... you, okay. <gasps> Wait! Weren't you so excited to see the Nechevoya at the end of... <gasps> oh my gosh. I know. When he came out, he was like, follow or whatever. And then they like... I was like... <gasps> I did like, not I... picture them that tall. It makes sense, though, that they would be bigger. Right, right. But like yeah. that one, I was just like... I kept looking up and up and up. <laughs> I was I'm like, no, it was on the, the screen. So there, my eye movement was not... I literally just like tilted my head and looked up at the ceiling. Like, that's not, that's not how it was. Um, oh, man. I had another thought, though, right before you oh, no. started so speaking. And... Oh, God. What was it? Mm. Well, 
it's I'm gone. I'm so sorry. I had a, <laughs> it, it popped out. Oh no, I've ruined everything. Oh yes, that's exactly because <laughs> that thought was critical. I have a quick question. If for whatever reason, I don't imagine how they would do this and then be able to keep continuing the story. So I don't expect that it's actually going to happen. But if they ended up not killing Matthias, would this become your new favorite TV show ever? <laughs> Possibly. <Yeah. laughs> Possibly. All right. You heard it I here loved, first, folks. <laughs> I loved that storyline. And I'm very happy with the two actors and how they're portraying yeah, that storyline. I think they did a really good job um, with those two. Yeah, I'm really liking that a lot. Gosh dang it, what was I going to... What was I going to say? So you said Bagra was the one that most especially you were like, that's not how I pictured her. Well, and Alina, for sure, until you mm. explained why. Yeah. And now I'm like, okay, cool, I can get behind that. But before yeah. I was like, Bagra, Alina, Kaz... That it's, was... interesting. it's interesting that you're not saying Mal, even though he's supposed to be blonde and blue-eyed. Oh, he is? Yeah. Oh. I, I didn't remember that. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you could also say the same of, like, Zoya, too. Like, she doesn't... Well, she's uh, got the dark hair part, at least. Like, yeah. the, biggest, the biggest difference is she didn't have blue eyes. Ooh. Well, I think... The biggest thing about her, not that she didn't have the blue eyes, was, and this isn't to say that she's not beautiful, because the actress is very beautiful, but the way that she's portrayed in the books is, like, she is the most beautiful woman you have ever seen. She turns heads. She's just, like, eons above everyone else, and that's hard to do that's kind of hard to <laughs> right. portray in real life and yeah. I and and I don't think that's portrayed at all in this series because how do you do that when you know so so many of the other actors are also just as beautiful as yeah she is it's, like I is think hard. the actress who plays Alina is very beautiful um yeah. so again I think that was also another aspect of a character that they weren't able to portray in the TV series that just like you know changed the right. dynamics. Of but it's how again, like you said, stuff. like how it's you can't really do that, yeah. you know, like mm-hmm. especially when you have a cast of very beautiful humans, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like when they're all beautiful, it's hard to have an even beautiful, beautiful one. <laughs> yeah. Um. Well, if you're done. Then we are done talking about the Grishaverse. I remember. Do you remember? I remember. I have, yes. yes, my thoughts. Okay, go. Okay. Um, I'm wondering if another reason why I'm not as invested and as excited about the TV show is that I've been more invested in the books that I'm currently reading Mm. and that I want to read those more than I wanted to watch the TV show. Interesting. Like if I didn't have those that are like different worlds and like that is what, if I have something that like I'm going to, that's what I'm thinking about. Like what's going to happen next there. Sure. So if I hadn't had that and was just watching this show after having just read the books. Yeah. I have, I'm wondering if I would enjoy Interesting. it more too. Yeah. I can understand that. Mm-hmm. Okay. Well, 
We are done talking about the Grishaverse. Oh my gosh. Does do you that think feel weird? We've spent so much time be, in this world. I know. Do you think there's going to be more books? I hope so. I feel like there's definitely a spot. Well, I even saw something where she, um, she being Lee Bardugo, talked about she has an idea. Nothing like there's nothing more than like an idea in her head about a story with the Six of Crows characters years later. But she's like, that's literally all she said. And it's like an idea. Like she hasn't written, put in anything to paper. She hasn't sold the story. Uh Like, you know, um, interesting. So I think she, and I think she did. She left it open to, for there to be more stories. Oh, absolutely. So I think so many possibilities of, um, completely new characters to add on to the end of the series there's room for uh expanding the current stories Mm -hmm. especially with the way that things ended with the darkling like it was basically as if she was just handing us this little like all right we're gonna wait (laughs) <laughs> because this this wasn't closed like it is yeah. open and we are yeah. sitting and waiting here to know what happens next, absolutely right? absolutely um, but then i also think there's definitely um a ton of areas for like prequels and backstory oh, yeah, yeah. Like i think that, i yeah. think we're not done in the grisha verse as a whole like i think there will be more but yeah yeah do you have a preference good. of like any of those options, like would you like if you could only no. have one oh, prequel, ex, like continuing continuation of this story with the characters that we already know, or completely new characters, continuation. Okay, because now I'm invested and I know enough of their backstories to like be able to piece it together mm-hmm. that I would want just more with who I am already in love with. Right. Okay. <laughs> what about if you get all three of those options? But she can't write all of them at once. What is the next book that you would want? Continuation. To come mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. That that is a no brainer for me. <laughs> that one I can answer quickly. <laughs> mm-hmm. I don't know. I think I would be pretty open to any of them. Actually, yeah. any okay. of those. Yeah. Okay. Well, my stomach just made an I'm hungry noise that I think was probably loud enough that you're definitely going to hear it on the podcast. <laughs> <laughs> so sorry, everyone. This has been the episode of background noises at Ellen's house. <laughs> but actually um, not Ellen's house. Right. Where <laughs> Ellen's dog sitting. <laughs> yes. Um, oh, there goes. Wow. Apparently I'm very hungry because my stomach just did it again. That's hilarious. Um, all right. Well. This is the Grishaverse wrap-up, a.k.a. background noises at Ellen's dog sitting house. Um, mm-hmm. As always, you can find us on social media. We're on Twitter at UPM Pod Official. We're on Instagram at Uniquely Portable Magic Podcast. And we're, uh, um, as always, you can email us at Uniquely Pod... <laughs> wow. You... <laughs> You're really struggling with speaking I'm today. Doing a, I'm doing a great job. Yeah, we're um, opening as... and closing this episode with Ellen's problematic talking abilities. Because yep. what would we else expect? Oh, wow. <laughs> God. <laughs> what is happening? Um, what else would we expect is, of course, what I was trying to say. Um, and then, of course, you can always email us at uniquelyportalofmagicpodcast at gmail.com. We will see you next week. Bye.